Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Back, it's the Horns Up Talking Texas podcast. Fisher, Tosopolis, DJ, Nikki Snacks, Crowder, the Quan Cosby. Get your horns up, gentlemen. It has probably been the most insane week in football. And it's not, it's almost, almost, I should say, nothing to do with our Longhorns. Quinn, yours is officially back, made quite the pretty penny on his uh announcement video it seems uh that was that was very nice of him to do a whole little video a journal session a signed card uh panini probably probably throwing some stacks at him throwing the bag we have him back though in the fold um well hey before you go you can't talk about that because there's a longhorn connection involved chris obanaya is actually hitting the nil with panini so Mm, uh, not surprising because chris is a phenomenal longhorn um, that the the UT quarterback is uh, uh, in the reins and getting taken care of on that level. So um, kudos to all involved who helped Coin get back, um, especially my man Chris O. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, look, I think of all the guys we were anticipating leaving, I think Quinn was the one that we were most confident confident stay. in staying as a member of Longhorns, and that's great. You know, we we AD is officially gone. We were texting about it and we covered it a little bit and that's a guy that we thought you know could be one and done with us uh so to speak and and he he had a really great season as a member of the longhorns and we wish him the absolute best but we're returning like we keep saying most of our offensive line our qb1 our second and third string running back one of which we anticipated being our first string running back and i think we're getting jared gibson in too which is a guy that's not we talk about the receivers coming in we talk about the transfer portal in, but he's another four or five star guy depending on the sites you look at that is going to potentially have the potential to be an RB1 and could replace Keelan Robinson early on. The biggest news, though, in college football is Nick Saban is retiring. Uh, Q, you got to get your thoughts to kick us off on Saban, his impact on the game, what you think of him as a coach, and then we have to address the elephant in the room. Should we be at all worried about coaches, Coach Shark's name being thrown in the ring? <laughs> You're uh, laughing, it, so maybe not. No, <laughs> man, it, it, I guess it depends on what you're reading because uh, all of our um, – uh, everyone we play, all of our opponents feel, you know, I've gotten, it's, it's so funny because I've gotten texts from Aggies, Oklahoma, Baylor, uh, everybody. And by the way, we're leaving that, half of those guys. But um, they all swear up and down it's a done deal. One Aggie actually offered me, he wanted to bet that Sark was leaving Texas and and ultimately that's that's what they want. But talk about Saban first, man. I go back to LSU to Saban. And, um, you know, he won a natty there, went to the league like me, not like me, but I don't like the league either. So it makes sense that Saban doesn't. And then, um, <laughs> holy cow, 13 years, the dude wins six natties. I'm sorry, but yeah, I love greatness. We said the same about Tom Brady for the Tom Brady haters out there. Um, I got to give him his due, man. It's it, that, it, that it, he is certainly uh, one of the best to ever do it. He was so good for college football, even though in 10, they, they, they got my boy Colton ship and everybody, but 
what an epic day. You know, I, I, it was it was so funny. I was actually in South Texas um, looking at hogs and deer and all the above. And I get back to the house <laughs> and freaking it was a basket. It was it was an NBA basketball game. Yet they talk two segments about saving retiring. Um, if that doesn't put it in perspective, you know, that's a whole different sport, whole different league. And um, the mark that he's made on college football. It says it all. I say it all the time, you know, really. In the national championship year, as much as I'm biased, and I think it was the best game ever, the, the affirmation is the NFL, other folks who aren't Longhorns that does it. And that's what you see across the board with Saban. So um, kudos to him, phenomenal car- uh, career. Um, but holy guacamole, Texas is going into SEC with a Sabinless SEC. It's, it's going to be wild, man. It, there's – College football, that's why it's the best, and it keeps getting better. But kudos to Saban. He, he is one of the, if not the best. And um, and I, I actually think he's going to be pretty good on TV or whatever he decides to do because he has more of a sense of humor than people realize. Yeah, and I think that people have been – they've been grooming him the last couple of years, you know, getting him – The 72-year-old yeah, man. <laughs> getting him, you know, these media opportunities on their bye weeks and, and whatnot. But – yeah, I'm right there with you. It's it's comical that people think that Sark would actually leave Austin to go to Tuscaloosa. I mean, what he's been able to build here. I mean, this is this is the first year that we're officially, you know, back getting to the cultural playoff. Like, why would you leave that behind and have to start from you scratch? Know. And I know that going into Bama, you know, you, you do have Bama's roster and you have their recruiting tools, but these are your guys that you've recruited. You know, you'd have to pick up and start start new and, and meet a whole new locker room. Yeah, quick question for you though, Q on on Sark. Like, yeah, I'm with it every point you're making, Nick. But one of the points I think you brought it up earlier, or one of us did when we were talking. Dan Lanning staying in Eugene. He was like the, the apparently the number one target for Alabama. He's staying, and one of the things that was worked into his contract was a Nike stock option. So if he finishes his contract, he gets X amount of dollars in Nike stock. So, Alleg- allegedly 30 million in Nike stock. N- yeah. Does, <laughs> who, knows, who knows if that's true, but if it is good for you, Dan Lanning, that would be there, there I mean, I'm going to tell you why that would blow my mind. Now I will say the Nike stock got a little bit better as weird as it is. They, you know, didn't do a deal. They cut the deal with Tiger Woods, which still is blowing my mind. So, you know, they had a little, they, as we would say in the football world, they have a little cap space to, <laughs> yeah. to give some money to someone else, <laughs> but 30 million in stock. That's insane. The That's dude crazy. hadn't won a natty. That, that, that may be actually worse than Jimbo's contract if that was actually true. But, um, man, that's the thing. You know, with, with you're right. Sark just got here. He's doing all – if anything, other than him so-called, some outside because of Bama winning with Saban the way they did, would say going to Bama is an upgrade. Just more of the haters. No, dude, it's not. Bama before Saban wasn't even irrelevant. It was Florida. Yeah. It was USC. It was Ohio State. It was Texas. It was Michigan. It was so you're pretty much as good as the guy you have leading that. We know that well. And then for Sark to then take care of business there and then want to go back to Bama and follow a Saban who has six freaking right. championships. The, the biggest shoes that anyone could possibly ever try and fill, right? Like Dude. it's a. It's a losing battle for any coach that's in that position. A, a, a Hall of Fame coach. Right. If if you unless he leaves you with Saban dead, as he usually do, in pretty good um shape. But no, man, I 
This place is uh, it, it it had a really fun year, and it would be mind boggling. Yeah, I would well, if, be if it was any other program. If Sark was you know doing it at Oklahoma or doing it at uh you know even like Auburn or like, LSU like Washington. or Washington, DeBoer's in the it makes sense. But it's Texas. It's the yeah. biggest brand in all college sports. It's the biggest brand in all in all sports in general. Yeah, and you have Austin, Texas. No, for real. Like when I moved the Yankees, that these. Sorry, not to like they're they're diamond. pretty close. The Yankees okay. and the Cowboys are, I would say, I didn't mean bigger. a nickel and diamond, but yeah, yeah. Sure, Yankees, but, Cowboys, but, Lakers, yeah, that's yeah. It. But we've talked about on our show before we saw the success on the field this past season. You know, we've been doing the show for multiple seasons. <laughs> a lot of a lot of our empty <laughs> some downs. <laughs> a lot of, a lot of our empty minutes on the airwaves have been talking about how amazing our university is for reasons off of the football. Yeah, field. the city because itself, of the city because of how this city is growing that it's got tech, it's got entertainment, the alumni, you know, the, the well, culture behind it, Texas as a state itself, where a lot of people are moving to, like, there's so many more things going for it. And when you, when you line them up next to each other, Alabama, the state, the city of Tuscaloosa in comparison to the state of Texas and the city of Austin, yes, we're biased, but I would say objectively, like it's not really comparable. Yeah. And, and the other thing I thought just really funny, Quan is all your, all your buddies texting you from A&M and Baylor and wherever. It's like, okay, two months ago, you were saying that Sark sucks as a head coach. And it's oh, just absolutely. funny to see how you've, you've flipped so quickly, oh, yeah. right? Like Listen, sing a completely different tune. Yeah. And I think oh, also dude, people... again, it's their bias, like, like anything else. And it's their want for Texas. They know at the end of the day, what, they're worried about and hoping that he leaves and go to Alabama, which is so weird to me. Hey, I'm okay with Bama kicking my butt, but not Texas. But that's a whole nother world. Yeah, and and, I, and that's that that's where they are. It's just and, and oh, he's terrible. He's not this. Y'all are just barely winning. Go to the playoff and work yourself off. Now I would go get Sark. He's the best coach out there. It just times and it makes for um, uh, it just entertaining moments, especially when again I'm as confident as I can be on Sark being in Longhorn gear next year. I, the one last thing I'll say on Saban, which is interesting that you pointed out, Quan, it's like he didn't make a big deal about this retirement. <laughs> and I give him props for that because if he had turned it into a dog and pony show and really told everybody he was going to do it, been one last hurrah, one one last year, he would have left the, the state of Bama in a worse place, I would think. Because yeah. now a guy comes in there and has an opportunity to salvage potential transfers, recruits like Ryan Williams as five-star wide receiver who's already looking elsewhere. He's visiting Austin later this later this month. But I actually think this gives the the coach who will super or you know who will step in his footsteps a better chance um at Tuscaloosa than if he had had this whole like retirement tour. Um because it, it's just it's interesting yeah. and it's nice to hear that it's not because of health outside of the fact that he's old, right? He said already in an interview that it's you know, it's just because he and his wife are up there in age and they they want to have yeah. the rest of their lives together. And like, Dude, I appreciate everything he's done for college football. I don't want him to have some sort of, you know, sickness or illness or whatever that would take him right. out of it. Because that would have, that would yeah, he's, he's going on her, his terms. And at the end yeah. of the day, like, what else more does he have to prove? Like, he's, <laughs> he solidified himself as the <laughs> goat. There's nothing else he has to prove. And, you know, at the end of the day, your years are numbered when you get up to that age. And it's like, you want to, you don't focus on what's most important, you know, spending time oh. with your family. And I'll take it to another level. You know, when I realized that it was going to be the next year or two, I wasn't for, for sure that it was going to be this year that that he retired. But two things. Going to that Tuscaloosa trip was so cool because, I one, I truly saw Tuscaloosa. And it's a cool little college town. I, I give you that. But I digress. 
our first lady, fashionista. There's not a lot of options in Tuscaloosa to get show people fashion. There's F1. There's a million things here to capitalize on that. Not a lot in Tuscaloosa. But going there and understanding, staying at Saban's Hotel, knowing that he owns a third from a property standpoint, a real estate standpoint in that city. And then the biggest what? part that I learned was he built a massive place in Jupiter and he loves golf. He loves, you know, Jordan and all the other folks that he's cool enough to know. And you don't build up retirement home if you're not retiring anytime soon. And so I don't know if his house is finished, but I do know when I was in Tuscaloosa, I had to talk with a lot of um, their alum about the house that he was building. And I even joked, I was like, uh-oh, retirement home. And I have no idea this is going to happen, to be honest with you. But those little things and signs just shows that he's been thinking about it for a little bit. And now he's done it. And to your point, why not? And one thing that I think people don't realize about when you're a college head coach versus an NFL or anything else in life, your job, it's a 24-7 job. There's like you're recruiting once your season's over. You're going in the off season for spring. You know, like th- there are just so many different levels to being a college coach that just don't sleep. That it's it's sleepless. And so Saban's not really had a normal life for years. And so now he has the opportunity to just Ever. kick up his feet and do whatever the hell he wants. Yeah, I think on that note too, like I think it caught up with him a little bit, right? And and I'll tailor it back to our Texas Longhorns in just a second. I think when he had Bryce Young, who was a Heisman winner, a first overall pick, and he wasn't winning and he couldn't get to the college, he didn't get to the college football playoff last year. He lost to Michigan this year, NIL. You're talking about having to do recruiting guys in the last couple of years. Not only do you have to go and recruit guys now, you have to worry about guys leaving. So not only are you looking forward, but you're also looking behind and it's checking pain in the ass. All the time. It's an absolute pain in the ass. And if you're up there in age, you don't want to change with the times. You're heading to a 12-team playoff. Yes, your team will most likely get in. You're not having recruiting issues, but there's all these other teams that are going to, you know, catch up to you. It's creating, it's trying to create more parity, right? Like, and because we had the debate, I was debating with people throughout the day who's more successful, Belichick and, and Saban. And then we're just splitting hairs here, like whose run was better. And people, the argument that people had was there's so much more parity in the NFL. The league is designed to make the bad teams eventually good again. Where Saban was dominating was no one could out recruit him in Alabama. With NIL, with the transfer portal, the playing field's becoming more and more even. You know, go out on top, ride off into the sunset. And on, and you know, and on the terms of the job, it's a really difficult job to fill those shoes. The leash is going to be short. It's not like Mac Brown didn't have the career that Saban had, but Mac Brown was our guy for, at Texas forever. And he won a national championship and he went to another one. And filling those shoes, like that's your measuring stick right? In some capacity, like you have to understand like, okay, we can't hold the guy to the same candle that we held Mac Brown to. But the minute Charlie Strong wasn't working out like Mac Brown was like, all right, kick to the curb. Tom Herman kicked to the yeah. curb. Like it's a short leash at these big programs. And if you're Sark, aside from the fact that yes, he's building something great here. Why are you trying to go fill another man's shoes right. when you're building your own? And you've also bought yourself so much more time at the University of Texas. Oh God, if you go, jumped. oppose if you, you jump ship and go to Bama, Restart your clock. you might have, yeah, exactly. Your clock restarts. We've seen that, you know. It does. One- I want to talk also, you made the point about NIL and then catching up with Saban and all that. I don't think Saban has a problem with that because um, for lots of reasons. Uh, but what I would see Saban been a little more old school having a problem with is having to recruit your kids that you already have on campus. Oh, yeah. The old school in me is, time out, now you're saying this school offered me this and you don't want to stay here? Whereas in the old school saving, we, we talked about it a million times before the portal slash, because it's not just NIL, it's not just portal to portal and NIL. 
Saban had a guy who started one year and then go get drafted in the first round. And he was loyal to Bama. He was getting better. He was making his team better. Yep. Those days are over. Mm. I mean, if when Milro went down or he benched him, he's like, all right, here we go. I where whereas it was a reload perspective. I mean, he had two of Jalen Hurts and all these guys on the same roster. And that just those days are over. And from an NIL standpoint in Portal, that's not just a Sabin problem. That's about to be all of our problems. Yeah. We got right. so freaking lucky having a Malik Murphy and then of course um um Arch Manning. In, in the same room and, and and still having that luxury because the game is changing it. Ironically, he spent a couple years in the league and wasn't a big fan of it, probably because of a lot of conversations he's having about money or contracts or NIO. Well, guess what? College is getting a little bit closer to that. So he doesn't have anything to prove. And he's probably just like, man, yeah, I'm going to go do something fun. This, yeah. this is not quite as fun as it used to be. It's interesting. <laughs> I was listening to uh, another show where Amani Toomer was talking on it. Quan, and he was talking about how, when Saban went to the league, you know, he had a lot of challenges communicating with the players who were not 18 to 22 year olds. They were fully grown adults who were, you know, feeding, putting food on the table for their families, paying for their mortgages. And the kind of like stronghold that he could have on the college guys was obviously not the same because the respect level has to be much more equal um, in the professional, you know, in the National Football League. So, he was able to do whatever he wanted at Alabama because he won so much. And I think, you know, it feeds into what you're talking about because you have to worry about these guys that are on your campus and you can't talk to them maybe in the same way that you could talk to them seven years ago. Exactly right. Because they're going to go somewhere else because there's opportunities everywhere and everyone's in their DMs telling them about the opportunities. They don't know what's the best thing. But a lot of times it doesn't really matter what the best thing for them is. It's what the shiniest thing is. Right. Yep. And, and and I don't blame because kids that are between the age of 18, and 22. I didn't know what the heck I was doing. Bro, like, I know I know me at 18 to 22. If you gave me the coin that <laughs> Quinn got even just for that one panini thing, I'd be an absolute. I'd be uh, I you thank God we have systems in place. Thanks, God. Some of the players are. We're lucky. Like, I, I think we take it for granted that some of these guys or not in as much trouble or not or trouble at all. Really. And we don't hear like these stories. Like it's a really big responsibility and undertaking for these kids to have to go through. It's a great opportunity and it's a great experience and it's a great luxury, but at the same time, like heavy lies the crown. Yeah. Right. And I think I love the, I love the discussion of like, he doesn't have the ability to have Tua hurts, Mac Jones, McElroy, McCarron, all these guys just waiting in the wings anymore. And it's like, it's why people like Quinn's coming back and people are freaking out. Like yeah. There's so much, how much of the conversation like in our group text was not about, Oh great. Quinn's coming back with, Oh no, is Arch going to leave? Yeah. Yeah. It's like the people who don't know Texas football are like, Oh, right. Arch going to Bama, Arch going to Ohio state. Like, that's oh, the sorry, second Bama. most text I've gotten from our opponents. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> are y'all going to be able to hold on to him? So that's, I mean, if you, if you know Texas football and you've like listened to the interviews that Arch has, he's said he's not even given thought to transferring. Like he's no. bought into being, it's part of the brand. He wants to be a Texas Longhorn. Yeah. He wants to solidify himself as one of the greats. He wants to get that number 16, you know, retired up in the, in the rafters. You know, he wants that. Uh, Quan, we, we, we threw out a fun potential coaching hire for Bama. And I think it does make sense in a lot of ways. I don't know if it's going to happen because of the inexperience. What do you think about primetime, Coach Dion? Yeah, you know, it's funny. When we were leaving Tuscaloosa and there was – now, prime ended a lot worse than he was. Um, but at the time, he was undefeated. And I remember, which is so funny because I'm sure there's lots of tears going on there right now because it hits. You know, we can say a lot of things and then when it happens, you freak out. 
But I heard that like three or four times when I was walking out, the fans listening to them argue amongst themselves, which, by the way, I thought was pretty classy. Instead of them talking crap and all that, they were just kind of debating amongst themselves. And they're like, forget it. It's time to go get Dion. He's 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 fresh. He's up and coming. Saban doesn't want it anymore. And it was all this crazy talk <laughs> at the end of the year. Of course, Saban gets to the playoff. But man, <laughs> that would um, I think especially with old boy from Oregon, you know, saying I'm gonna stay. Clearly, we don't feel like, and it's hard to say no, but Sark is not a real option. And, and those are two of the younger kind of up and coming. Not that they don't have history, but they're balling right now. Um, Obor from Washington, Dion. I mean, that they're talking about dudes from the league. Alabama still, because of what Saban has turned it into, is a very good job. Yeah, what college football exactly. is coming to. They are They're very supportive from a, from a um, fan base, donor base, you know, standpoint, I wouldn't be surprised, man. And I'm going to tell you, that would worry me. <laughs> I ain't going to lie. Yeah. I would not be a fan of Dion being he's the already, head coach. He's already proven himself Alabama. to be an elite recruiter, you know, stealing people over with, over to Jackson State. You know, Travis Hunter was the number one player in his class and went over to Jackson State. The guy that probably should have gone to Bama. Yeah, is what we said exactly. <laughs> then brought him over to Colorado, you know, flipping all these guys to Colorado, getting all these top recruits. If you were to do that with the power of Bama behind you, I mean, that is, I mean, he's probably the most relatable football coach right now. There is. Oh, that's an understatement. He's a freaking, he has a gold jacket. Relatable is an understatement, yeah. man. He's, he, the dude can, he can literally talk just about anything and any, I mean, he's so good. And kudos there, Saban, you know, left an unbelievable foundation of surrounding yourself with great coaches. And, and Alabama Bama, will take care of that. So. If you're Bama, you know that he's coming with some expensive luggage, as he likes to say. Bringing his son Shador, probably, who's a Heisman candidate. Bringing probably Travis Hunter, who's probably you know going to be a number three, two, one draft pick in the sure. NFL because he's so you know versatile. versatile. Both he can do anything. Yeah, and he's going to bring over other guys too. And I know there's an experience there, but at the end of the day, like if you surround him by the right coordinators and analysts, it's still Bama. It's still the talent, you know. And I think well, it's a it's a, it's a it's a there's less stress there as well because they can give him a little bit of leniency to know that he's still fresh and keeping guys out the portal. And he, again, we just talked about what you need to do from a standpoint of keeping your team together. Yeah. Um, so Dion, they announced that th there won't be a lot of guys in that portal. I mean, he had to do that at Colorado because they won one game the year before. But him having something like that where he already have a, a head start. And let's be real, he would bring his son, but there's no guarantee his son be starting because Milro did finish pretty freaking strong and took care of business. But I don't know. It's, I, I think what? it's close. I, the thing, the thing I'll say about Shador, I think Shador has more potential as a passer, and he's, I think, he's a better NFL prospect. And I think his offensive line and defensive line, as evident with Dion recruiting so heavily in the transfer portal and in the recruiting class on the offensive line, especially, like they had some serious line issues. They had a lot of fun dudes on that team. But they had a lot of line issues. It makes more sense in my eyes for Dion to do it than for Bama to do it for Dion. Because Dion right now, he has one year under his belt. It was unbelievably exciting, was explosive. But like you said, Quan, he started off really hot, did not I'm finish. Say, it was media exciting. That's yeah. all it was because it's Dion. The year was trash. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, so on, yeah, man. it wasn't a good Listen, year. I, I will put my fandom of Dion. He's there's Bo Jackson and there's Dion. 
And that's yeah. Dion as a player, Dion as a coach, Dion as a human being. But come on, I'm a realist about Dion. They won what four games? Mm-hmm. So it was not that it was exciting for about three game improvement. <laughs> <It's> yeah. Three. <laughs> we're right. We're all <laughs> right. But but it, it's just a different beast. Um, so yeah, no, that 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 would be pretty funny. And and I'm surprised that hasn't come up more, but I still don't see it happening. I, I oh, really no, don't. Outside the box pick. And but I, to me, his stock is as high as it could be because if he goes to the Big 12 without us next year, where the best team could maybe be Arizona. Exactly. No shake, no shake on Arizona. If he goes there and he's not successful after all this talk and all this hype, then his stock's going to plummet because it's like, all right, dude, you really Thank can't you. The, the big boys. So that, that, I think for me, that's why it makes more sense. Bama, it's obviously a bigger risk. But if you're Bama, you've lost out on landing. You don't, I don't necessarily – I think if they want it, they could get Dabo if they really want it. Clemson's like on the down. Dabo, you know what? A lot of people have fell out of love with Dabo. I, exactly. Very- that's funny. That was what I was getting to. A lot of people are out of love with Dabo. I think Kalen DeBoer probably makes the most sense from Washington. Cash in on his hot he's ticket. A, he's a great coach. By The one thing I brought up when we were talking about it earlier – don't know Juan is that like he's from South Dakota and he's recruited yeah. in the Pacific Northwest. Like he doesn't right. know the Southeast. Like that's that's tough. Like it's gonna take him at least a year. There's a learning two, curve for sure to get his sea legs to know how to talk to these guys, live in this space, play against these other teams that are line heavy. Yeah. Right? They're not skill positions on the outside. Like no. it's a completely different brand of football. Still, in a decade, a lot- and going to a league where the teams, even us being new to the league next year in Oklahoma. We got a decade recruiting in the South over. Right. I mean, it's just, it's, it's right. pipeline he, he in, in Georgia and Louisiana cool. and Florida. Like we've been, we've been working in those we, States we, and yeah. we've been crushing Florida this last decade all, all for all intents and purposes from like the Texas standpoint. Like we've been right. really well in Florida. Yeah. The other names being really? floated out are Lane Kiffin. Nice. Um, I mean, he's definitely staying in my opinion. He's what he's been doing. The transfer portal has been insane. You know, building all this. That's a lot of money. He's been forking out yeah. to then up and leave. James Franklin from Penn State's another name. Uh, uh, Mike Norvell from Florida State's another name. Yeah, him and I think him Norvell and DeBoer, like James Franklin can't win the big game, bro. He just can't. Like he doesn't. Every year, sun rises in the east, sets in the west. I pay my taxes. Like, well, maybe not every year, but people pay their taxes. Don't man. Sky is blue. James Franklin can't beat Ohio State, can't beat Michigan. He can't win the big game every single year. Why? I don't – Bama, that makes no sense. I think Norvell, like you just said, DeBoer – and Dabo, I'm with you. People fell out of love on him, but Dabo makes a lot of sense because of the uh, D- Dabo, it would be coming home. And I mean, uh, yeah. I'm going to be honest, y'all. Every time you name someone, it's freaking following Saban. It doesn't sound good. I'm going to yeah. be honest. <laughs> hot yeah. guys. There, there's I mean, one name. As they are. There's one I mean, name that can come out of the pictures. woodwork. There's huh? one name that can come out of the woodwork that I think has been pretty quiet lately and has a pretty good reputation in college football, Urban Meyer. Urban Meyer doesn't have a good reputation in college football. <laughs> Why not? Dude, I, I think everybody thinks he's the biggest creep. I mean, <laughs> I mean, but winning, he's got two national championships. I think I think both you dudes are right. I think people, yes, he's got championships. He I has respect for the championships. Right, yeah. We're talking about the wrong, we're talking about the wrong reputations Andy here. Urban. Oh, I mean, well, again, you can they, get away with that in Bama. In Tuscaloosa, they they care about that. Saban won and he left the place without scandals and all the rest of it. Yeah, it's it's really sure. it, it, people have figured out everywhere urban goes. Now, I will say Ohio State, they looked out and did their thing, but he typically don't leave them better than he left them. And that's, you know, even conversations to our guys, they're leaving the Jay Wits of the world. Everybody, they're like, I'm so happy this place is better now than it was when I got here. 
that's what a lot of these go and especially going to where the money, the craziness and all of college football is going. You want a coach to come in and leave it better than it was left and, and, and go back to even urban's in a position where he, again, he has two natties. He go there. The pressures of following a Saban, which by the way, I don't think urban's crazy enough to do that. And you don't lose, you don't win in three years. He's going to come up with some reason to quit. They're just not going to do that. His yeah. reputation is a little suspect, truly, within um, the talking heads. Different but. reputations. Yeah. I, I, you brought up an excellent point. It's not like he left Ohio State, you know, uh, like with rainbows and pina coladas on great terms. He had to leave that place. Like, he has to leave pretty much every place. The building wasn't on fire, but there was a trash can on fire in the corner of the room, and it quickly spread. And after he left, it, it, it put everything good. aflame. It, it like, was not it, good. But yeah. thank God Ryan Day saved it. Okay. Q, I want to close with you, man. I want your thoughts on it's a two-parter, kind of different things. Quinn returning and what that actually means for our shot next year with everything that we're learning. And then I want your thoughts on Bo Davis impact he made on the program. Obviously, going back to his alma mater at LSU, but I want I know you we've all really loved Bo. I want to know your thoughts on him because you probably know him a bit better than we do. Uh I'm gonna make this a little bit longer answer because first of all, we got to give kudos to Michigan. I mean, they did their thing. You know, I think we would have been a better matchup. We, we forget so much going on. There was a national championship one <laughs> this, yeah. this week, and, and, and it was in convincing fashion, in yeah. fashion that we thought maybe we should have exploited a little bit more. So we're going to that, – that's that's really – they ran down their throat and made them like it, and Penix limped off the field, which says a lot. He was not – it was not the same guy. Yeah, because they were knocking his butt out. So yeah. let's, we'll, we'll start there. Two, you can't talk about Quinn coming back without talking about the massive amount of guys that have left us. You know, uh, really, but they're going to the league. And you said it earlier, that this day and age, it's about the shiny this and that. And the only point I'll make about that is everybody in the in, in the world thinks these kids are getting $5 million to play college ball. If they were, they wouldn't be going to the league to go get drafted in the fourth round right. and to get a $120,000 signing bonus that turns into 70000 real quick. And so... One, our donor base, our fan base, all across, these kids are getting paid for their likeness. I agree with it. I think the portal's a whole other conversation. But kudos to these guys for trying to make a career because we talked about it with Jay Brooks. NFL still stands for not for long. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. all these kids and these agents that are getting involved in the NIL that are only, you know, looking for their future versus the kids, they're not telling them that. Yeah. Um, you know, really what's happened now in college football you can almost say I got an extra year in the league because I've stayed longer and got 400K or 200K and 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 can take care of my family. So for Quinn to then look at all of that and still come back, it just says a lot. I mean, he's looking at – and everybody, especially a Quinn who he, – he went to you know, Ohio State. He left high school early, went to Ohio State, transferred here. Those who hate on him, oh, he doesn't stay anywhere. He's going to bolt. No, man, all of his decisions, if you get behind – the no, he really made him very calculated. And he's doing what he feels is best for him and the schools and all the above. Quinn was committed to Texas, went to Ohio State. He didn't decommit from Texas. He decommitted from Tom Herman, who he was not a big fan of. And then when Sark got here, he came back home. And so as much as we say Arch is there to stay, and he is, he loves Texas, so does Quinn. He want, This year was awesome for him, and he had a good year, and you know, he found a way to stay healthy. He's going to be in the mix for Heisman per what Sark does offensively. And, 
we are replenishing those deals. And I think it's a very, very big deal. I think culturally it says a lot for Sark and the staff and what they're able to do and what they're building. Um, I think it's honestly best for Arch. I don't want a true freshman Arch going to the SEC. I mean, I really want him to learn the league, get some PT, a few more bullets flying at him. And listen, if something happened and he has to do it, we're we're in a very good position to have someone on that level yeah. be in the spot. But um, yeah, no, I I really think it's huge. Uh, massive fan of Quinn. Um, he does have room to grow. If we're yeah. being honest about it, hell, I think yeah. the guys who went to the league has room to grow, and they're going to sure. learn that very fast when they get to the league. But uh, I think it's huge for Texas. Before you get to Bo, the thing on Quinn and Arch, look. Quinn's had injury history and Arch is one play away from getting into the game now. Exactly. Before last season, you know, Malik was the buffer between them. And yes, Arch did see some time at the end of some games, but we're one play away from it being Arch's season in the SEC. So it'd be crazy for him to transfer. Um, But for Quinn, you know, getting so close this year to winning it all, to getting to the natty, it just shows you how much more you need to work and gets you that much more hungry for the next season because he's got a lot to improve on. If he wants to get drafted in the first round, if he wants to win that Hartford and win the Heisman. And so I'm I'm happy where we left it off right now. I mean, obviously it'd be nice to win it all, but there's not a sour taste in my mouth. I think for no. from what we got this season, it shows him the type of player he is that yeah. he needs to work yeah. harder than he's ever worked in his life to get to the point where we're standing up in that podium at the end of the season. I, I think uh, to add on to that, like a guy who's 20 years old coming up to his 21st birthday, like yeah, it Penix was what, 23? Yeah, he's 20, 24 years old now. 24, wow. <laughs> Quinn, is he has shown a tremendous amount of humility for a guy that going out of high school was the highest ranked quarterback in his class. Composite ranking. The mullet, the, the, all these things. It's and totally he, changed. And he changed yeah. it from year one to year two on campus in 40 acres. And like acknowledging that he has things to work on, like the traits and the tools are all there, but it doesn't mean it can't be cleaned up knowing that he can learn so much more from Sark about evaluating an offense schemes, running different types of offenses with different types of players. Cause obviously Quan, you mentioned it, like the guys that are going to be running routes for him next season. Like a lot of those guys weren't running routes for him this year. Like he's going to have to adjust. And I think it's just credit to, I, you know, I said I made dumb decisions between the ages of 18 and 22 and right. a lot of these guys, you know, are trying to figure things out. But like, I, I've been really impressed. I, how, how can you not be impressed with what this kid is putting out? Like, he has not made in my, in my, just evaluation like a misstep in how he's handled himself as an athlete and also just as a man. Like, all massive shout out to that. Guy. If I can't, if I yeah. I can't say it enough. If I had that kind of cash, you all know, y'all knew me in school. If I had that kind of cash when we were in school, I would look like Amanda Bynes right now. <laughs> yeah, I would be in bad shape. Taking <laughs> taking care of his O linemen and teammates early on yeah. in his career too. Crazy. Like, yeah, I just great. Just dude. kudos to him. Which uh, is great. We'll let you close. Yeah. Uh, no, I ain't closing with Bo, man. We <laughs> Bo Bo had an all. I mean, his all always respect his career and what he brought to the table. He's a great developer. Um, and then the rant that everybody loved culturally. Yeah. Um, we, we can't think of enough because at a time where. That was a big loss, and they're like, "Man, is this thing really gonna work?" We knew behind the scene. I still hate that that was leaked. I hate that it was recorded, but what it did for Wusa, knowing where they were trying to get the team, was a big deal. Um, I, I think, uh, as much as I like Bo, I think on the edge we still can use some youth and some some folks that we can improve on. 
And the names I'm hearing out there, I'm going to tell you, um, a little giddy, um, to be honest with you. I, we're not going to sit here and say, oh, we're, we're ultimately so many people like we got to replace Bo and he has to be better. No, what we need is someone who fits our culture, who knows our culture, who develops and recruits. And, and, and that's what we're looking for. And there's some folks out there, I promise you, who will do it as good, if not better than Bo from that standpoint. Now, development, yeah. that's 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 a conversation. You know, that's it's, if you, I tell you what Kirby Smart said it best. Man, I became a lot better developer when I got five-star recruits. I mean, so if you're going out there taking care of business yeah. the way you can and you know this place the way the candidates I'm hearing about do, I think everybody's going to be fine. And I think there's some moves that are going to be made in the next few weeks that we're going to get back on here and and, and be – and, Josh, you're going to be swan diving in the Kool-Aid again uh, for, <laughs> for, for, for what's going on. So, yeah, we're no, kudos to Bo. He made the, the move that he felt was best for him. Um, it's a weird move per the, the rumors about Brian Kelly leaving. Let's be real. I mean, that's just you, – you go back to your alma mater all you want, but if the head coach there then bolts to Michigan, are you then going to go there? I mean, we're here, of course, talks about his son wanting to go. Um, is your son then going to re- – I mean, because, by the way, Michigan is just as hard as Texas to get in. So it's so many weird things about that decision. But I, I almost, as much as I respect Bo and I forever will, it almost lines up with me because of my bias. Like a guy getting in the portal when we're headed to the playoff. I'm like, what? There's something I'm not being told. Something's not adding up about that. But at the end of the day, it's we're going to be fine. Uh, I really, I think Sark has, um, he's been he's been at it. He's been working. Uh, it's going to be um, it's going to be a good deal when it's all said and done. And last but not least don't see that from a fan base standpoint as a negative coach Brown had coaches leave every freaking year and get head coaching jobs. That is a good thing. When you're balling on that level, you're getting a national spotlight. You're playing in the playoffs. Yeah. Your coaches are going to get offered. They're going to get opportunities. They really it's the are. same so, thing with putting guys in the league, putting guys in the league, you know, and, and it really, we saw what T sweat him coming back and developing Murphy made the decision. He thought bets best for him. And so kudos. Thanks both for that. Cause it was a lot of, it was very exciting seeing those guys actually get developed. But at the same time, at that position, if you can get some young guns in there to recruit even harder, kind of fill certain levels of that gap, um, up and coming, especially if they have a little um, history with the university, that would be pretty cool. Mm, no doubt. No doubt. No doubt. All right, guys. Q, great to see you as always. Listeners, viewers, everybody watching, hook them horns. Really, really strong start to the new year. Uh, despite losing some guys, you know, bringing Quinn back, we brought back majors. Obviously, we brought back, brought back Alfred Collins, who we discussed. Yeah. And Defendo. it's looking like we're going to get some guys in the transfer portal that are visiting this month. And just onwards and upwards, you know. Congrats. A lot of Texas kids on the Alabama team, baby. <laughs> yeah, a yeah. lot of Texas guys. Ryan Williams at five-star. And the, obviously, major congratulations to Nick Saban. But like the rest yeah. of the SEC, uh, we're happy to be in the SEC now without him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> just saying. <laughs> no. All right, hook up horns. We'll see you guys. Peace. Hook up. <laughs>
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.